DCI's Field Pass is presented by Zildjian. Check out Zildjian's latest video series, On the Record, at zildjian.com. This is your Field Pass with DCI's Dan Potter. This is your Field Pass for Saturday, May 6, 2015. On Tuesday, we got a reminder of how last season ended for DCI's Open Class Corps, as well as a bit of a preview of this summer from Open Class Coordinator Dave Edelman. Today, I thought we'd spend some time with three Open Class Directors, each core at a different stage of development. One is celebrating 25 years this year, another marking its 10th anniversary, and a third, a fledgling core just about ready to leave the nest in Texas. In fact, after making their debut as one of the original SoundSport units in 2013, the Guardians will make their second appearance on the DCI Summer Tour this year. But again this year, you'll have to be at the Denton, San Antonio, or Dallas, Texas shows to see them. I asked Guardians Artistic Director Daniel Montoya Jr., why not venture outside the state this year? Well, Texas is obviously a very big state, and with uh, the amount of space that we have, we need to be able to make sure that we're financially uh, able to sustain a full season. And we're trying to learn from some of the groups that have suffered some financial misfortunes, um, and we want to make sure that we end up at the end of the season where we started. So we want to make sure that financially we're, we're A-OK and not just scraping by. We want to make sure, OK, we ended the season strong. We actually ended with more money or we have money in the account. So now let's expand the show. So I think we're just being a little more conservative uh, when it comes to finances, just so that we can focus on maintaining a healthy experience for the kids, uh, for food and for housing, and then offer um, the highest quality of uh, education we can. So we've decided to spend some of that money that we would on travel onto hiring some of the staff um, that we have for the students. Have you added staff this year? We did. We, we've changed a little bit of the staff um, in all uh, brass, visual and percussion. Uh, one thing that we're really proud of is every staff member that we have teaching the kids is a uh, either a band director at the middle school, high school level, um, and or has marched or taught or designed for drum corps. Um, as you know, we do things a certain way here in Texas, and we want to make sure that what we teach in the summer works hand in hand with what our students are going to be taught during the fall and spring at their schools. So that was really important to maintain the pedagogy that we have here in the state of Texas. What's the long-term plan then? When, when do you think we might see Guardians outside of Texas? We talk about that all the time, and I know that the plan is for next year to consider um, either going to finals or expanding the, the, the Southern Tour. Um, so maybe looking at going to Oklahoma, Kansas, Arkansas, Louisiana. Um, those are the, you know, the neighboring states to Texas. Um, we know that finals is in the plan. We're not sure if it's next year or the year after, and we want to do at least a minimum of six to seven shows next year, um, providing everything works out financially, providing kids keep coming back, and of course that DCI says we're ready to go. Do you think it's easier or harder to recruit when you have a short season like Guardians do this year? It's, it's both. Um, I think at first the kids kind of see it and go, oh, we're, they're not going to finals. I don't want to do that. And then as the year goes on, they go, you mean I only have to commit one month of my summer? Oh, let's do that instead. So uh, that's what we're looking at uh, these last few years for recruiting. Well, how are the numbers and how much talent did you retain from last year? Uh, we retained a, a small number. Uh, we only Last year we marched about 56 brass, and this year we're, we're about 50. So we're, we lost a few, but uh, what, we, what we lost in numbers we think we gained in uh, quality. Uh, the 
percussion's the same size. We're looking at about 29 to 30 in the percussion. And the guard is between 20 and 24. We still have a few uh, non-committals, but we're working on that. So last year we marched about 110. We're looking at between 100 and, and 105 this year. Um, so we're, we're right where we want to be. We, you know, we're also limited by the buses that we have. So we can't take more kids than we have buses because then the money has to go up for tuition. So we're lo looking at that That's um, as a nice number to kind of sit at. And we want to get bigger. We, we want to do that, but we want to, again, uh, make sure that financially that we are secure with that and we can sustain uh, a solid season. What is the 2015 Guardians production? Our show is entitled Light of Gold, and we're featuring the music of John Adams, uh, Johann Sebastian Bach, and Eric Whitaker. And it's just uh, we're using the concept of light and gold. We wanted to have, a like last year, sort of an easy concept that you didn't need to have a thesis or a PhD to understand. Please tell me you're playing Lux Aramke. Of, of course we are. You can't play. <laughs> yeah, that was the first piece. I think we said, hey, let's do that piece. And then we go, I think it translates to light of gold or light gold. So we go, hey, there we go. That's the concept. It was one of those too easy to pass by. So absolutely. Luxorumque is definitely on there. In the high school marching band world, you have a national reputation as a composer and an arranger. Why? Oh, you. Well, you do. <laughs> why, why throw in with a fledgling corps? Why not go after an established core uh, for Daniel Montoya's music? <laughs> um, well, it would be nice to be up there in the uh, top world-class drum corps, but but let's be real. You know, I I'm I'm not Jay Bocook. You know, I'm not Wade Downey. They've got decades of experience, and they're fantastic composers and arrangers. And um, Guardians is local, and there's a lot to be said for having your hand in something where I can just drive down the street to the camp, or I can drive down and talk to the um, core director. Um, my brother, Martin Montoya, who's also a drill writer and a band director at Brazoswood High School, he's actually working on the visual staff and uh, designing the drill this year. And uh, our percussion arranger is from Cypress Falls High School in Houston. So we're all, all the design team is local. And that allows us to talk and to drive down. But I think what I really enjoy about this organization is, you know, we're, we're I'm seeing it at its very beginning um, with warts and all. You know, we make mistakes. We, we get, you know, notes. We, we have things and we're growing. And it's fun to really see, as you mentioned, this fledgling, this baby core grow into something. And, and you know, we're, we're, we're in our toddler years and it's fun to see it grow. And it's really exciting to help out. Um, Jonathan. Jonathan is our core director. And for those that don't know, he's a, a 21-year-old young man who's a, a music education major at Texas Tech. Yeah, Jonathan Doerr is an amazing story, isn't he? I mean, what was he, <laughs> 18 when he founded Guardians, I guess, going on 19. Now, yeah, 20 yeah. just now became a legal adult, 21 years old, but a core director already with, you know, he's not a rookie anymore. It's It's pretty amazing. What were we doing at 21? Running a drum corps wasn't one of the things. Oh, my God. Some of us were barely able to pay our rent. <laughs> and here this kid is writing checks for drum corps. Guardian's artistic director and music arranger, Daniel Montoya, Jr. The Raiders of Burlington, New Jersey finished ninth at last year's DCI Open Class World Championships. 2015 is the Corps' silver anniversary, and Corps Director Tom Aiello says they've already got a substantial portion of this year's show on the field. They've been learning drill and putting putting music to the drill for the past two weekends. Uh, tonight's another, starts another weekend camp. We don't do move-ins the way the world-class Corps do. Uh, we do weekend only until the last week of June. And then they move in for about uh, 12 days leading up to that 
Shaolin Clifton. That's very much the drum corps schedule I grew up with. Uh, you know, it's, it's <laughs> it. I mean, uh, your most of your membership then is locally based. Um, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, some into Delaware, even as far south as Virginia. Now, it's grown because there's not a lot. There's not enough corps in in the area. Uh, our attention wasn't as good as we had planned for it to be going into 2015, and um, because of the changes that we made with the on the field staff. And our support staff, I think the retention will get back up to 50 and 60% that we we were accustomed to leading into the last year or two. Uh, but they did an amazing job recruiting uh, with a retention ratio of only 15, 20%. Uh, the core is still going to be bigger in 15 than it was in 14. That's fantastic news. 25th anniversary. You've been yeah. there since the very beginning. Why have you stuck around with that organization for so long? What what drives you? What what particularly about, in, as opposed to drum corps in general, about Raiders keeps mm-hmm. you there? Well, you know, I, when I started, it was the, right after the year I aged out of uh, drum corps. You know, and I started as a marching tech, and I just watched the evolution of the organization and then myself as an instructor going from a, a marching tech to the drill designer to the visual caption head, uh, to program coordinator and then the director and then the executive director. So there was always a challenge in front of me to keep going. And with all the amazing people that were around me, you know, these 25 years, all of us pulling together to, to keep the program going and, and keep it strong. And um, so that we can keep continuing to help these kids because a lot of them don't have music programs in their school um, or just want to do more and can't afford the three to five thousand dollars to go on tour with the top level course, but we want to give them an experience, you know, on a smaller scale, but with the same philosophy, the same goals, and um, the same family atmosphere that that even you know the, the top course in the country give their kids. That's really what's always driven us is, is just being about the kids and making sure they get an experience because many of them don't go on um, into world class for financial or family reasons. So at least they get a little taste of it, you know, with the Raiders. Raiders director Tom Mayello. This is your Field Pass, the official podcast of Marching Music's Major While the Raiders mark 25 years, Legends of Portage, Michigan turns 10 this summer. And as you'll hear in a few minutes, the significance of that milestone isn't lost on core director and founder, Ibe Sotawala. The first two years, we still count in the history uh, when I founded it in 2006, but we were actually not a um, DCI competing core as that time yet. It took us two full seasons uh, before we got fully, you know, the full evaluation approved. So in our third season, uh, 2008 was our first competing year. So here we are all of a sudden. It's uh, our eighth competing season, but 10 years of fielding a core. And uh, we have 108 members on the field for this year. So it's been our largest, first time over 100. And um, we're really excited for you know the kids to have a great season. Oh, well, that's spectacular for that to happen on your 10th anniversary season. That's pretty cool. Oh, absolutely. And uh, you know the, the monumental uh, things here is it's also not just drummers. You know, so 48 brass and 20, 20 color guard. Uh, it's not just trying to, you know, uh, people always ask me, is that, does that mean you got like 
80 snare drummers. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you, you kind of know that as of the, of the activity. So we've been able to put together a really nice uh, balance. What about the composition in terms of demographics? Where are they coming from? How old are they? Well, that's a great question. Um, you, know, you know, we're really starting to draw. I kind of look at it three tiers now in our in our demographics. Uh, we basically have Michigan within a two and a half hour radius. Kalamazoo is, you know, about two and a half hours from the Metro Detroit area, and then also about two and a half hours from the Chicago Illinois area. So when we draw from uh, Michigan, we are all, you know, we we see about 50 to 55 percent is coming from Michigan. But we're starting to draw from Illinois, Indiana, and Ohio um, as well. So we've got this tier of about two and a half hours, and then the next tier about four hours to, to our neck of the woods. And then we kind of have this small percentage, about 10% uh, come from about a six to eight hour radius. So we're starting to see people from like the St. Louis, Missouri, um, Pennsylvania um, areas, and even some Kentucky folks. Some have, uh, you know, fill out our, our core for this year. What's your preseason schedule like? Are you doing weekend camps or you do, do you do move-ins? What do you do? Our spring training will start this Sunday. We're actually uh, getting ready for our move-ins on June 7th with our first show on June 27th. And our tour will basically uh, be 43 days this summer with Legends. What's the 2015 production we'll see from Legends? Uh, we're actually doing a production called The Climb. And one of the goals, uh, this actually came from a show uh, that I, I thought could work for us this year based off of the Mount Everest uh, story. And uh, I was really drawn to it. One of, uh, one of the composers that wrote for the Everest IMAX film, um, I had known uh, his uh, brother because uh, he was an orchestra director down for a friend of mine down in Florida. And I always thought it might be nice to do some of that music from that, that, that movie. And as we continued to discuss it a little bit more, we also thought maybe not keeping it so iconic to just the Everest um, uh, story that maybe if we were we took a little bit more broad stroke and uh, maybe not specifically say it's about the, uh, any mountain or any anything, but maybe we can reference, you know, the, the same things that a, a climber would go through. And one of the uh, messages that I thought we can send uh, in our 10th season anniversary with our with our students and our members is also where we've come from. You know, the, the journey of something and the, you know, um, uh, arriving some type of peak and then also stages of reflection um, in, in terms of um, any type of growth that you're trying to do, whether you're climbing your own corporate ladder or you're climbing your uh, your own personal uh, goals and ambitions. Um, there's always some type of process that that goes through. You mentioned that uh, reflection is is part of this production, and 10th anniversary certainly is a time for reflection. It has to be for you. Have you spent much time looking back over the last 10 years and and drawing upon that as you move forward? Well, I mean, you just captured it. Um, You're actually almost making me cry a little bit, Dan. Um, You know, uh, it takes a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to put a drum corps on the field. And um, I really care about this group. Sorry. I've spent a lot of time reflecting about our journey, and um, it's amazing what we're doing. So um, one of the messages I'm going to try to send this this season is, you know, you can accomplish anything that you want to do when you really set your mind to something. And um, we, finish, we finish a 10-year journey. I mean, 15 years have been building a, a music group to, uh, to figure out a way that we can offer this great activity um, to, to students. Dude, I... I... Did not mean to make you cry. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I really am, but uh, well said. And um, look forward to the next 10 years, right? Absolutely. Thank you. 
I swear on my mother, I never, ever set out to make anybody cry. I don't. But I do appreciate anybody like Ibe Sotawala who isn't afraid to show how they really feel about their core and who can share that passion with others on this podcast. And that podcast is DCI's Field Pass, presented by Zildjian. Visit our great sponsor at Zildjian.com. Next week, it's one of our annual traditions, one that I always look forward to, your Field Pass to a preview of the 2015 World Class Shows with DCI Artistic Director Michael Cesario. I'll talk to you then.